Spider-Man, Spider-Man Does whatever a spider can Spins a web any size Catches thieves just like flies Look out! Look out! Here comes the Spider-Man It's a Spider-Man Left for Ted Extra, extra, extra Spoiler cast Read all about it on the Daily Bugle just in case you guys didn't realize, this is uh, all about Spider-Man, the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, it's kind of going to be a short one because it doesn't connect to anything else in the Marvel Universe, but it does... Except for by uh, money. Huh? Yeah. Except for by money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it does. Well, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I should be more specific. Spider-Man is, as Ryan gracefully put, Spider-Man and Wolverine are the linchpins of the comics uh, Marvel Universe. Uh, like ever expanding story arcs. So uh, in the uh, so let's uh, always say, you know, we're going to have lots and lots of spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, maybe we don't you care. Don't, yeah, <laughs> you don't have uh, you don't have to see the movie. We'll probably spoil everything uh, when Stacy dies, um, which I probably. Uh, Ryan knows that I probably should have said something before the movie, or at least before my wife saw the movie, because uh, we both got bitched out about that one. Uh, me probably more than Ryan. Uh, yeah, I got slightly bitched out, and I was like, well, "We didn't talk about it." Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure I did spoil that, and said, "You know, don't get used to Emma Stone. She's playing Gwen Stacy, and Gwen Stacy dies like." After the first movie, and now that uh, we're on the second movie, yeah, I um, think that's the thing is I think we kind of spoiled it after the first movie, but nobody listened. Yeah, it was one of those things where you're just like, oh, it's spoilers. Oh no, it, it, no one cares about spoilers, and then no one remembered. So yeah, uh, I personally I liked the way that they uh, they kind of did that anyway. Let's just get right into it with Gwen Stacy's yeah, death. Uh, it, fans of the comics uh, would know that Gwen Stacy's death actually kind of mirrors the climax, I would say, of Spider-Man 1 of the Raimi series, uh, where Green Goblin drops Mary Jane and drops a trolley, like a sky trolley full of kids at the same time. And forces Spider-Man to choose, and he chooses both and saves them both. But in the comics, he takes a third option. <laughs> he, yeah, in the comics, he chooses the the trolley full of kids, and Gwen Stacy has to die. Wait, which? Huh? What? In the comics? What? In the comics? No. Yeah. No. No. No trolley. It's not a trolley. No, it's like a what do you call it? It's like that. What do you call it? Thing that gondola. It's like a gondola thing that's on a, a zipped line. I don't know what the fuck it's called. No, it was just her. It was just her? He killed her. Yeah. He killed her. He Really? The yeah. Green Goblin just killed her? No, Pete oh, killed her. Pete killed Gwen Stacy? Yep. Green Goblin threw her off the bridge, and Pete caught her leg with his uh, webbing, and it snapped her, ne- or snapped her back or her head. Ah. Uh. The wh- the whiplash killer. Uh, okay, so what? What? Okay. He was like, "I've got you! I've got you!" Snap. Yep. 
All right, so which actually really mirrors a lot, but it was on a bridge, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Not, same location as in uh, with Mary, the Mary Jane scene. Yeah. Uh, but, uh... So, yeah, there's a different location, but same result as, uh... As the comic books, since they kind of used that location already with a quote-unquote Green Goblin. Or Goblin, as he's known in the, uh the ultimate universe which seems like all of the marvel films minus x-men really pulling from the ultimate universe uh everything from the mcu to uh sony and even some uh the uh, the x-men stuff seems to be pulling a little bit more from ultimate universe uh though i think uh ultimate universe got started right after x-men one right or during X-Men 1? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's where this all came from anyway. It's a big, vicious circle. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I think, well, I went to go see this with Kylie and uh, our friend Justin. Uh, shout out to Justin. Uh, his wife has contributed to the podcast so many times as well. But, uh... As uh, Justin kind of noted, this was uh, the Captain America, the first Avenger of Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like a big trailer for Sinister Six. Yeah, to some degree. <laughs> uh, which we found out is going to happen. Uh, Sinister Six, uh, we know Doc Ock, or at least we're pretty sure Doc Ock. Pretty sure Vulture. We have Goblin. Uh, and then we have, uh, what, three more that we don't really know. I, well, I guess we have Rhino, was, right? So, two more uh, that we don't know. Yeah, Rhino. Um, is Electro going to be? Not sure if it's a tease or cutting room floor, but there was an early shot removed from, removed that had, uh, Venom-ish goo. Yeah, uh, which, uh, Kind of like the symbiote in its dormant state kind of look. Which I feel like it was removed because we're going to see that uh, Harry pocketed some of that venom from the the spider venom, mm-hmm. and that's how he's going to, uh, or that's how Mister Fierce is going to find somebody, probably Otto Octavius, to create uh, venom. He's going to possibly introduce it into that suit. Now, I did see a, a a bootleg version of this film the first time. And if I recall, they actually talked about the suit. And how it was like a, a biometric suit that uh, had auto-healing capabilities and other things mm-hmm. like that. But I don't remember see- hearing that in when I saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Was that in theaters? Yeah, they did. They did, okay. It was, yeah. When he first was opening the files, the first That's thing that right. popped up, he just grabbed a random file and it was talking about the suit. I assume setting up for why he went to the suit when he was getting wrecked by the serum. Exactly. And so I figure that basically the suit, its healing properties, acted to stabilize him, whereas maybe without the suit, he would have just continued to like mutate, maybe going the full Connor's route into a creature, kind of like in the Ultimate comics, or yeah. possibly even just dying. Or or like in Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, the series, the TV series. Or the cartoon. I, is I haven't gone into season two yet, so don't spoil that for me. Oh, that was the end of season one. Okay, then I just flat out forgot it, but go ahead. Okay, uh, Norman, actually, 
he betrays uh, Otto Octavius. And Otto Octavius... Norman, betra- Norman betrayed? Yeah, I know. <gasps> he betrays Otto Octavius, and then Otto betrays him back, uh, giving him the goblin juice, which turns him into the goblin at the end of season okay. one of... But it, it, I have a feeling that it would kind of be something like that. And uh, basically Venom is a, was is going to be created to kind of reverse that... Also in the ultimate, uh, in the ultimate series, Harry is Venom at one point. So we okay. don't have, you know, we don't have Flash Thompson. We don't have Eddie Brock, uh, which uh, I'm kind of wanting. Uh, I, at least Eddie Brock. Yeah. Uh, Flash, you know, we've seen Flash in, uh, in the Amazing Spider-Man, not in the Amazing Spider-Man 2, which was kind of weird. Uh, so that's why I don't think that we're going to be seeing Eddie Brock. I mean, uh, that's why I don't think we're going to be seeing Flash Thompson as Venom unless they recast him. And, you know, yeah. seeing that uh, Venom is going to be its own movie before he even enters uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 3 is going to be a little bit strange as well. Uh, I'm not well, sure. They could always, it depends on how, there's a gambit. If they concede this stuff successfully and go pseudo Marvel route, they could maybe at some point infiltrate one of, or you know put in one of the other people who've been Venom in case the current whoever they wind up getting for first Venom doesn't last. I, Flash, or if they put the Scorpion in, then they would have the option of maybe carrying Scorpion and Scorpion into Venom in the future. Yeah, and then uh, they also have. Uh, well, the rumor also is that Carnage is going to be the big baddie of the Venom movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, wh- which route do we go there? And, uh, you know, with all these cross arcs right now going on in comics, at what point do these studios go, maybe we should get together? Because, I mean, right now, you, you know, you got Deadpool and, uh, Deadpool versus Carnage, which is selling out, uh, in a lot of places. I uh, haven't gotten the yeah. fourth... I haven't even read it yet, but I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. Also heard that it's not for kids. Which one? Uh, Deadpool versus Carnage. Oh, I haven't read... Yeah, I yeah. haven't read it yet. But it, I heard that it's doing very well. Probably just on the fact that it's Deadpool. And Deadpool oh, yeah. is a hot ticket right now. I mean, the most watched episode of Ultimate Spider-Man is the Deadpool episode. Which is in season two. I like Deadpool before he was cool. Yeah. Hipster Deadpool fan. I like Deadpool. Hashtag Rob Liefeld. <laughs> I liked Deadpool when he was Deathstroke. Uh, no, not even Harsh. a sympathy laugh? Harsh. <laughs> Alright, uh... Um, I, like, I like Deathstroke when he could fight well without being chemically enhanced. He was fighting pretty well. Yeah, but he went from Unstoppable Beast to... I just got my ass kicked. Well, we we have to actually. We should probably throw in that we just did watch uh, the Arrow season finale and Agents of Shield season finale. Uh, Granted, Arrow isn't Marvel, but yeah. we'll just call this the comic book and related property spoiler cast. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We jump through universes faster than uh, than fucking Deadpool. So, 
faster than the comics themselves. Did. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So back to Spider-Man, Sinister Six. Who are the other two? And have uh, you well, it, have you seen the pictures? It, you know what? Uh, Let me look. Doubting that you have Shazam on your phone, but you could. What? Uh, for those who don't know, if you have Shazam on your phone, and you Shazam the last song that's playing, uh, during uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two, that's a well, the song just before, uh, like just after the credits start rolling. Just uh, take out your phone and Shazam that song, which is kind of weird seeing that Shazam is a DC property, but whatever. But just use the app Shazam, which gives you the name of a song, and you also get uh, six wallpapers hinting at the Sinister Six. Now, I've heard a lot of different things. One of them, uh, Scorpion. That's one of my would have been one of my guesses. I'm still looking uh, for these pictures. Though. Also, Craven. Uh, Craven would be one of the picks that I would like. Lizard's still a possibility because Kirk Connors yeah. was just in jail. Kirk Connors. We still have Lizard. We still have Craven. I mean, we still have Lizard. Still have Electro because you know no one actually dies in comics. Yeah, I'm still of the impression that on Walking Dead. Uh, the governor is still alive because we saw him breathing after he was shot. So, uh, no. It, if it's a comic book property, no one remains dead unless you're Gwen Stacy. Or Captain is Marvel. Old, is this old? Uh, in this little article I'm reading here, which is, it's an older one, but it's talking about Jim Carrey potentially being in the franchise. Yeah, uh, Jim Carrey was rumored... That he was going to be in the franchise, and I can't remember who he's going to play because I just remember his alternate. I think he'd be a pretty cool Mysterio. Uh, they were saying that he was playing the guy who would eventually become Carnage. Cletus. Yeah. Huh. But also, after his outburst after uh, Kickass Two, I doubt that. Yeah, maybe not Carnage, right? <laughs> yeah. I still say Mysterio. Mysterio, he could make a good Mysterio. Have his Burt Wonderstone uh, haircut on underneath the the fishbowl. Okay, okay, yeah. Here are the images. I noticed these during the credits, actually. Yeah, but you get better images online. Yeah, on, yeah, online or yeah. If you... That's a goblin. Goblin Glider, Doc Ock Arm, Rhino Horn, Vulture Wing. Oh yeah, it does kind of look like Craven's uh... insignia, right? Well, I mean, or it could the be pattern, the pattern of his open hunter vest. But sure, if you want, if you were to make an insignia out of that, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, there's you know, when I was watching the movie, that last image I definitely thought was Mysterio. But um, looking at it now, I actually think that kind of looks like the chameleon's mask. Yeah, that's that was the other one I was thinking. Chameleon, uh, chameleon is one of uh, Peter Parker's oldest foes, too. Yeah. 
he he was the first one to capitalize on J. Jonah, uh, J. Jonah Jameson kind of fucking with Spider-Man. Because he went Actually off... It's a bit of a shame to have the chameleon uh, isolated from the MCU. Yeah. But he is technically Dimitri's a Spider-Man. Smerdyakov and his history with the Black Widow, you know? Yeah. But he is technically a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Which I'm not sure how they classify villains between franchises. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm wondering who owns the Kingpin right now. Because I know that Fox did. Well, he was in the Daredevil movie. Yeah, he was in Daredevil. And Fox was own- owned him, but Fox doesn't own Daredevil anymore. That's what I'm saying. Uh, speaking so I would of- assume that rolls back to Marvel. Speaking of Daredevil, uh, did you hear the latest rumor? I'll go with no. Zac Efron has been talking to Marvel. And a lot of people are saying Daredevil. And I'm saying probably Iron Fist. Which I think he could make a a, a, a young to, Danny Rand. Excuse me while I go to look at his filmography to see if I missed something. What do you mean? All of a sudden, over the last year or so, I hear Zac Efron rumored for roles like that, and people are like, oh my god, yes. And I'm like, the kid from High School Musical? Yeah. What did uh, he become cool? He, well, he has the number one movie in America right now. You know, until Godzilla takes it out of the theaters. With, uh, with Neighbors. Okay. He, he's hey, in Neighbors with Seth Rogen. And, uh... He was in Parkland at any price. The Paperboy, the lucky one. He was a voice in the Lorax. Liberal Arts, New Year's Eve, Charlie St. Cloud, me and Orson Welles, 17 again, High School Musical 3. And you can stop what there. What about TV? Yeah, he was on NTIS, Robot Chicken, Saturday Night Live, Entourage. Yeah. I, is it just the musical crowd that's like Hairspray and High School Musical? Oh my god. No, I think it's more of the, uh... The crowd that went to go see Charlie St. Cloud and were just like, he's a good actor. And Marvel's going, oh, we could probably cash in because, you know, he basically is Disney property. He's probably got the ears tattooed on his ass. And we could probably, you know, the same way that we cash in on fucking Loki, we can cash in on Zac Efron. Oh, he's Zac Efron. Oh, he's playing a superhero. Oh, look at that. Let's uh, make... Iron Fist cooler than he actually is. Especially with the ladies who don't know who the fuck Iron Fist is. I just, I just, because when I think of Zac Efron, and I'm not saying this is necessarily fair, and I'm not saying I have anything against the guy, but I just, my mental image is this guy with like a Bieber in a Glee ripoff movie. Or wait, is it? I don't even know if that's chronologically accurate. Uh, no, I actually think that it's not. I think, uh, okay. Glee ripped off High School Musical. Oh my god. Yeah. Either way, whoever ripped off which, neither one has, you know, anyway. Yeah, that's like fucking uh, Chris Colfer going in. Hi guys, I'm going to be Iron Fist. That would be Kurt from Glee, but never mind. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, well. I can actually see Darren Chris. I guess it would technically be more the Finn, obviously, you know, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. But it'd be more like the Finn being Iron yeah, Fist. That's true. Oh, what if he was alive and it was the two of them? 
I would have paid money for that. <laughs> so what, Cory Monteith would play Daredevil and... Yes. All of my yes. <laughs> it would be Defenders the Musical? Yes! <laughs> it would have been... Did you ever... I know I know you are to South Park what I am to Family Guy, but did you ever see Elementary School Musical? No, unfortunately not. Oh, that is like one of the best episodes. I, I have to... I, I'll look it up. I do okay. like South Park, but it's just like... I don't watch it all the time. Yeah. That was the um, their high school musical episode where the new kid comes to town... And he's doing all this singing and interpretive dance, and everybody's just randomly falling in with him perfectly in step, except for the main characters, who are kind of played like almost like the audience members of any of these movies. Like, why are they all? What is going on? <laughs> and all yeah. the girls are like in love with the main character, who just seems kind of effeminate and a little gay, and they can't figure out why this is popular and considered hot by the female gender all of a sudden. Yeah. And then you go into the CD backstory, you find out that the main character's uh, dad is like a failed Broadway performer who like forces this stuff on his family. Well, let's be honest, Ryan. If I go into your house and I just say bonjour, your son says good day. How is your family? <laughs> it's true. What was I singing? What was it? Oh, <laughs> I was singing. Please don't stop the music. Okay, so he was in the shower. I was just like, I'm gonna take you away. And then this little voice in the shower, let's escape into the music, DJ, let it play. God. <laughs> yeah. True story happened last night. All right. <clears throat> yeah, so. Because in fairness, while that song in and of itself might not be best five-year-old fodder, he and I are both fans of Pitch Perfect. Ah. Uh, which uh, itself is having us equal, so. I know, I guess the tra- the chain here would be, like, High School Musical, and then Glee is High School Musical, the series, and then Pitch Perfect is High School Musical, the parody-slash-college sequel. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, what, uh, speaking of uh, Pitch Perfect, actually, since we went into Defenders... Because we're anything if on topic on this podcast. I know. Uh, well, we went into Defenders. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> And uh, I would actually like to see Anna Kendrick as a young Jessica Jones. I would like to see Anna Kendrick uh, as a lot of things. Naked. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> Are you agreeing, though? I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would actually, yeah, I think uh, a young... I remember, too, I remember when, I saw, when we saw the first Twilight, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting there kind of in between my various snoring... I'm like, why isn't there more focus on her friend? Her friend's kind of cute, the one with the big nose. Yeah. Little little yeah. do I know that she would one day be, like, randomly popular. And also talented. Like, I legit like listening to her sing. Uh, I didn't even know that that was her, actually, the whole cups thing. They just yeah. put a, a boom mic over her and let her go. Yeah. And that's what uh, ended up like, in the movie. Do you like that album eyes version or the version from the movie better? Uh, I have the version from the movie on my iPhone. Well, but go I to, go to like the check out the Vivo music video. Oh on no, YouTube I've s- I've the seen the I've pretty. seen the music video. And I like them both. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I like the video actually because she's just like you know <laughs> working at the at that bakery or whatever. Yeah, for no the reason. Rest, you know, in the, yeah. She, 
And then you I want to put a narrative she, in your head. You know, that's maybe it's like the family owns it. She she goes through, and then she goes through, and she's just like, "Hi guys, you're singing the same song," and us as audience yeah. members going, "Okay, what the fuck's going on? This doesn't happen." And what was it? there was another song too where it was like. The cast of Pitch Perfect and you sing this song. What song was uh, that? Like it wasn't a song from Pitch Perfect. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. I came across it. I think it was like in a recommendeds when I was watching that song. There was oh, like I a heard... recommended link next to it where they had um, they had people mail them clips of them singing this other song, and then so the cast members sang the song, but they would put in clips of the more talented people who sent in submissions. I don't know. But if they do that again, I will definitely send in a submission. Yeah, right? Wearing a Left 4 Ted t-shirt. Do you ever wish you sent in um, an audio clip for Dark Knight? Sometimes, yeah. Though I probably, if they were ever to do something like that again, I probably wouldn't say whatever it was they were saying. I'd just be like, ooga chaka, ooga ooga. I can't stop this feeling. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Thank you, Star Lord. I'm hooked on a feeling. <laughs> that that's my uh, that's my headset. Don't put those on. <laughs> All right. Uh, since we got way off topic, kind of, and then back into topic crazily. Who's uh, putting on your headset? No, uh, remember in the in oh, the trailer oh, oh, for oh, Guardians. Oh. Yeah. My favorite part is definitely when he's cranking up the middle finger. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know how that worked. <laughs> Yeah, you want to know what's weird? Since I've only read a little bit of the Guardians in um, in comics, I, you know, I was a little, I guess, cautious about the movie. You know, whenever you talk about it, I'd be like, eh, you will see. Yeah. After seeing the trailer, it's like I realized that this was basically Marvel being super smart about comics are medium and not a genre into themselves. Yeah. It doesn't feel like, oh, look, it's another superhero movie to me. It feels like, look, Marvel is doing uh, Farscape or Firefly. Exactly, yeah. Or, I mean, they have... It's kind of genre hopping. Yeah. In a way. Uh, I I honestly feel that that's the future for these types of movies, is to genre hop and not let people get bored with them. Because you can do a lot of different types of stories with these. Well, that's one of the reasons why I love uh, Captain America. I know that's like everyone's least favorite is the original Captain America movie. You liked it because it was like but, the war propaganda. But yeah, I like it because it was kind of a uh, yeah, it was almost a uh, not a satire, but a uh, uh, it, you know how Watchmen was a, a political drama with superheroes yeah. in it. It was almost like a uh, a docudrama. With the superhero in it. If that makes any okay. sense. Uh, yeah. Well, it's the same thing as, like, um... No, obviously this isn't in the main family at the moment, but, um... Or ha- has been yet. But when they do The Punisher, it's basically like, we're going to do an 80s or, like, early 90s style action flick. Yeah. That happens to Would- star a guy who at some point is going to put an over-the-top insignia on his chest because it's a comic book. But outside of that, it's just going to be an action flick. Which you know was would have been would have made <clears throat> the Thomas Jane Punisher even better. Uh, if what? If it was more over the top uh, action than it really was. 
So you mean if it was more like the next one? Exactly. Uh, if it was more like Warzone, but God still had castle, but still had uh, uh, Thomas Jane Thomas in it. Jane. So you mean if it was more like uh, Laundry Day? Yes. Because that was definitely over the top action with a fucking bottle that should have broken five times over. <laughs> yeah, Laundry Day just made me be like, "Come on, guys, Tom still got it in him." <laughs> yeah, I mean, the problem with the movie wasn't him. Yeah. Uh, well, I actually like a lot of people thought that Thomas Jane didn't really look like the Punisher to them. But um, um if you saw the story arc, they were kind of taking their cues from. It actually did kind of look like that. That was that artist's interpretation had a little bit of a slimmer Frank. Uh, the only the only person I could see doing a better version of uh, the Punisher in that kind of slimmer frame type of thing would be Norman Reedus if he didn't talk. <laughs> uh, Norman Reedus like really looks the part, and he actually played Punisher in uh, was it the Black Widow thing? It was a. Uh, Oh, crap, I can't remember. It was a Black Widow team up movie. I can't remember. It might have been oh, Black Widow. Or something? Is this a cartoon? Or no, no. He did the voice in, uh, what do you call it? In Technovore. In the cartoon Technovore. Uh, huh. Yeah, he did the voice of Punisher in uh, Attack Iron of the Technovore. Yeah, Iron Man Attack of the Technovores. And it was kind of like you expect Daryl Dixon to come out. And it was, okay, I can see that. And it's Norman Reedus's regular voice. Yeah. They're like, hey guys, how you doing? She's like, it's not Punisher. I mean, you have to have the. Yeah. I would expect even. It's like, is that Scud from Blade Two? Yeah, I mean that's basically what it was. And it was like, oh, guys, it's just like, <laughs> I, it was almost like I didn't know the Punisher <laughs> once dated a charmed one. <laughs> I seriously wanted to... I would have rather seen Charlie Day. Hey, guys, I'm the Punisher! Oh, no. How about no? <laughs> wow! Yeah, come on. <laughs> Who could Charlie Day play in uh, in the Marvelverse? In the Marvelverse? Oh, God. Probably not like a main hero. No, not a main hero. Uh, but definitely... You know, you know who he should play? And not in the Marvel Universe? In the DC Universe? Booster so. Gold. <laughs> well, Booster should be able to sell the image he's putting out, so it should be someone physical. All right, how about Booster Gold's uh, companion robot machine computer thing? He could totally do the voice of um, oh, what the hell's its name? I don't even remember what it's called. Yeah, it's been a while. Because in the I original, know. in the original uh, cartoons, it was played by Billy West, and <laughs> Bill, Billy West is best known as Bugs Bunny. Or Fry from Futurama. So it just was hilarious. Yeah, so I could I could definitely see that. Yeah. No, I, I you know, I bet Charlie Day could pull off a superhero. Charlie Day could play the Bob Reynolds version of the Sentry. Okay. Like un untransformed Sentry. <laughs> uh You know what I'm talking about? No, not really. You have the Sentry, right? Yeah, you have the Sentry. You know who that is? Yes. With his glowing, flowy hair and the power of a million exploding suns and his suck-my-dick Superman mentality and power set? Yeah. Then every now and then, for reasons, you'll have depowered Sentry, where he's just Bob Reynolds, former drug addict. 
Oh, okay. So it's basically like uh, Billy Batson, only with a drug problem. Yeah. Okay. By the way, um, you've been reading. You've been, uh, you're kind of like following me in the big Marvel arcs of a few years ago. Yeah. So maybe you caught something that I've forgotten or missed. When Asgard had to come to Earth and they had the Ragnarok thing that like made Loki a girl. Do you remember what happened to Thor, or have you come across that? I have not yet. I haven't gotten to Ragnarok. I just finished uh, Secret Invasion. So, uh, I haven't gotten to anything. I didn't go back and re- I just went to Silver War first, and then... Well, remember in Civil War, Thor's considered <laughs> missing or possibly dead? Yeah, they think that he's dead. they clone him? Yeah. They think he's dead, right? Yeah, they don't even clone him. They kind of make an android cyborg version of him. Well, I think I'm pretty sure it has um, some of his DNA too. Like they, use yeah. Him. Like because I do know that when he first comes back, he's a straight up offended because he's like, "You cloned the god." Yeah. Well, he comes back for Secret Invasion, which I've actually I read uh, the first comic of his return as Donald Blake in the middle of New Mexico. Hey, I'm trying to figure out. How he became Donald again? He just, uh, he came down as Thor, and he had no real clothes. So, like, he goes, he goes to, like, a, uh, a motel where he meets this kindly lady named Beth, who gives him some clothes and lets him have a room, and she's just like, oh, what's your name? He's just like, they call me on this planet Donald Blake. And that's how he becomes Donald Blake again. But, like, I thought Donald and he became separate people. Uh, I don't... That's what happened in the arc. I don't know. You know, back in the day when he was originally Donald Blake because Odin sent him to Earth to learn lessons and he built him a person to be in, (laughs) at some point that guy became his own person and, like, existed separate from Thor. I don't know. Shit happens. <clears throat> Maybe when Thor died, Donald Blake died. <clears throat> so even though they were separate people, you know, they were connected. So they're Piccolo from Dragon Ball? Exactly. <laughs> because when I was reading Dark Rain, and um, the other brother of theirs, of Thor and Loki's, who I didn't even know existed, um, is King of Asgard. Yeah. And when Norman is, like, sacking Asgard with his forces, um, Dr. Blake, who I believe was attending to Tony, sees what's Mm -hmm. going on, he's like, uh, gotta go, and he goes running towards there, and when he gets nearby, he's struck by a thunderbolt, and then just Norman looks up, and, like, his guys are like, uh, guys? Yeah? That's Thor. Yeah, so it is. Uh, I thought Thor was dead. So did I. But he's right there and he's coming at us. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, that's not how it happened in Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion, <clears throat> all you see is I must go back to Earth. And Thor goes back to, or- to Earth. And you're like, where's Thor been? Yeah. That's not our problem. That's not our business. Exactly. 
Because, you know, in the collections, they only give you, you know, the main arcs of the stories. Yeah. They don't give you, like, the, the side stuff. I it, actually want to pick up some of the side stuff around Dark Rain. I know from when I was reading this stuff earlier, some of it goes into, like, Bob's mental state by the time you get to Siege. And, like, the Void's ambitions and how it views itself. Yeah. Do you know about the Void? No, but I... There was something that, uh, fake Martian, uh, not Martian Manhunter, oh god, that's the wrong fucking series, uh, fake, uh, Vision does to him. Well, Vision mess- is basically yeah. Marvel's Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Which, you know, so actually, what Vision do to him? uh, Vision, like, gives him this ray, and he's just like, oh my god, and then he, like, he doesn't die, he just runs away. The sentry does? Like a little bitch, yeah. <laughs> With his blonde the thing, hair. Like, sometimes the sentry is like greatest, most powerful, and most fearless hero ever, and other times he's this neurotic little bitch. Kind of like Superman. <laughs> but worse. Yeah. Well, same thing with Captain Marvel. Or um, Shazam. When I was reading it, they, there was one whole scene I don't remember, I mean, that I do remember that wasn't in it. So I'm like... I want to. I want to figure out what where some of these happen. Where um, Bob at one point loses control. The void doesn't go like full void expression mode, like all the black tendrils and stuff. But he's got like the the voice, like the the text bubble turns like black, and with the words being white. Yeah. And his eyes glow a certain color, and he talks. He has an entirely different tone. And uh, he's talking to Norman, and uh, Norman had been trying to help Bob on account of he himself. He sees himself as being formally crazy. Yeah. And we all know that so he's, he's still like, crazy. Yeah, he's still crazy. But <laughs> while while he's trying to be not crazy and he's taking his pills and stuff, he's like, there was no Green Goblin. It was me. I had to take responsibility. Bob, there is no Void. Yeah. So he's talking to the Sentry, who is clearly currently the Void, and um, right before the event of uh, the Siege. And uh, the Void's like... He's like, Bob? Void? You said I didn't exist. Clearly, I was mistaken. <laughs> okay. He, well, he basically is able to get the Void's cooperation, should, you know, so which works out for him should he lose control of Sentry during the conflict anyway. Well, that's like blaming Spider-Man for Venom stuff. <laughs> well, isn't that like blaming Eddie Brock for Venom stuff? Same thing. Yeah, well, when, you know, when Spider-Man had the symbiote suit from, uh... Oh, shit, what was that? That was a long time ago. What was the name of that arc? Where they, uh... Uh, where they all get captured by Mojo? And the Collector? And forced to fight? I don't know if I read that arc. It was from, like, the 80s. I remember when they all got captured by Arcade. Yeah, I remember that video game too. I actually remember the actual comic arc. Yeah. Because somebody, they printed that into a book form, so I have this little Penny Dreadful sized book with that whole story arc in it. And then also there was the game. Yeah. Yeah, they all, he um, manages to somehow subdue them all in the mansion and take them. Spider-Man was like visiting, gets buried under rubble. Because the weird thing about Spider-Man is how inconsistent his powers can be, based on his yeah. mental state. Uh, I so, think, like, regular, uh, regular, I'm here to just chill and talk to the X-Men. Spider-Man was easily overpowered, tricked, and buried. 
then at that point, he got pissed, and he's just like, it, like, hulks his way out of the rubble. Yeah. Well, I, I've noticed that about Spider-Man a lot more. He, his spider sense doesn't always work. Well, even in the movie, like, when he was fighting Electro in the beginning, not in the beginning of the movie, but in the beginning of the final conflict, Yeah. he was kind of getting his butt kicked. When his girlfriend showed up, suddenly he was dodging lightning bolts. Because mm-hmm. he was far more motivated. But even that fir- the first Electro fight, you see the, the spider sense actually work. He's like, oh shit, I gotta save these people who are about to touch this electrified rail. These movies, I think, do a good job, uh, the best job any of them have done so far, of uh, showing Spider-Man's speed level. Because you'll get that in comics sometimes, where Spider-Man will be, like, comboing somebody, like the, uh, like, like one of his Marvel vs. Capcom combos. Yeah. Like, super combos. And you'll just, they'll, the way they'll draw it is, like, the guy will be reeling back as if being hit by, like, the first punch. But they'll draw, like, six or seven shadow Spider-Men around him to show Pete's been just all over the guy in the for, in those few seconds. Yeah, like, he's not quite a speedster, but his, his like, local area reflexes are that fast. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he would... Well, that's he's going to outspeed Quicksilver, but his uh, his twitch-level reaction time in close range is amazing. Well, yeah, it's... Uh, what do you call it? And that's why I think they do the bullet time, where he can, like, react to things fast. Uh, probably about half as fast as, say, Quicksilver. Yeah, and what we're seeing is more or less it was like slightly slowed down time to us. Yeah. But if you think about what like the people around saw, it was pretty much a red and blue blur. Yeah. Um, it was. I thought it was very well handled. Like I like I've said, if they had the director of photography from the original Raimi films, that the series would be a lot better. I I kind of don't like the whole. Oh, everything has to be nitty gritty because that's the way that real life is. I'm like, well, Spider-Man's not in real life, and if you're not going to make, I mean, even like the Avengers kind of have that of, you know, this isn't real life. You know, the fight takes place in the middle of the day with a blue sky. <laughs> Tell me the last time you were in the middle of New York and there was a fully blue sky. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's just like, that shit doesn't happen. I mean, the streets were clean. There weren't garbage bags all over the place. It, it's not, like, in Spider-Man, it's just like, this is the real New York. It's just like, but Spider-Man doesn't really live in the real New York. Spider-Man lives in, you know, the New York that was created by Stan Lee. The New York that Stan Lee remembered from his childhood. Not the New York he was living in. <laughs> True. I mean, they say that yep. hindsight One is. One thing that still throws me about these movies is I actually still feel the tendrils of the Raimi movies in them. Yeah, we've like, talked about that before. Where most, yeah, most pointedly in the last one, where it kind of felt like Spider-Man Four. Yeah, and I kind of wish that they would. At least put Spider-Man in the Marvel universe, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because he would fit. <laughs> now, now that he's been cut loose from Sony, they could hire Toby for the uh, MCU. Yeah. No, the, God no. How weird would it be if we found that found out that through like some weird, um, 
regulation rights, they could use like the Iron Spider. I would actually appreciate that. So instead of Spider-Man, though, like they couldn't use Peter Parker, so we could get like either um, Miguel. What's his name? Mike, Michael Van Patrick. How about Miguel? The new Spider-Man. Well, Miguel's Spider-Man 2099. I don't know if that... Oh, no. I'm just like, I'm wondering if because the Iron Spider appeared in, like, Avengers comics as the protege of Iron Man, maybe they could be like, well, no, that's, you know, that suit concept is ours. Just like, you guys get Norman Osborn, but we get the Iron Patriot. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe they can make a Spider-themed Iron Man offshoot and give it to MVP, or maybe they could be like, we claim the rights to Kane. Hashtag <laughs> Scarlet Spider, bitches. Yeah. I'm just saying it. You know, it sounds like a long shot, but the same token, Quicksilver is being teased in two entirely separate. Yeah, but he looks a lot we better. Just got, we just got we just got Quicksilver teaser for the next Avengers, while at the same time he's showing up in Days of Future Past uh, promos. Yeah, in the next couple of weeks too. Yeah, actually next week. Uh, right That's be- going to be. It, for all those people who can't handle the fact that the guy who what played the Human Torch is now Captain America, how are they going to handle the same character with two actors in two universes? Uh, Wait, I, isn't that guy from the X-Men movie? Uh, you, like, just, you know the conversations we're going to be having with people next year. You know the conversations that we're going to be having with people? Wait, how is Kick-Ass... Uh, <laughs> did you forget about that one? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. How is the kid that got killed by Godzilla? Spoilers? No. I don't know if he gets killed by Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. I just know that he and his twin sister are in Godzilla. And I think they play lovers in Godzilla, which is kind of weird. A little weird. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that they are go they are keeping the tightest thing under wraps and that is when the monsters in Godzilla get too out of control, the two pilot uh mecha show up. <laughs> Gypsy, let's do this. <laughs> uh, I am hoping that you know when they when Godzilla can't handle like the little monsters that uh, may spawn off the bigger monster, he calls mm-hmm. in Godzuki. No, <laughs> no. Or what was it? What was its name in the movies? Like Midna or something? Midna. Mid Mid. No, it was like little Min something, not like Midna from Zelda. But yeah, there was I don't the, the, the junior Godzilla creature from the movies. That yeah, I remember. Godzilla. I remember what you're talking about. And there's a VHS in my at my dad's house, but I can't remember. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember what the his name. name is. And I'm not gonna like text my dad and just be like, "Hey, search through your garage and find this uh-huh. uh, this VHS." You know, from when I was like, five. Because he, he'd be within his rights to be like, why don't you just Google it? Yeah. Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> and Godzuki. Godzilla. I actually remember the uh, the theme song. Up from the sea, uh, up from the depths, thirty stories high, green scales. He stands in the sky. Godzilla, dun dun dun, Godzilla, dun dun dun, and Godzuki. Yeah. 
You remember that because when they used to marathon that on Sci-Fi, right? No, I remember watching. You remember like first run? No, I don't remember that first run. I oh my god, I was not alive first run. You weren't alive either. Oh, you know what I mean. First run was nine. It was like nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eighty. So, uh... I was not even but a twinkle in my dad's loins. Yep. Uh... No, but I remember uh, that from Cartoon Network. They used to put that on, like, after Space Ghost. Space Ghost! And not Space Ghost Coast to Coast. No, the (laughs) original Space Ghost. But that's when, you know, basically Cartoon Network was owned by Warner Brothers... But had every single Hanna Barbera thing known to man. So everybody remembers Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, right? Yeah. But who was a fan of Birdman? Yeah. It's actually, I'd like to see someone get their hands on the rights to the the Hanna Barbera, like uh, superheroes. What was that? What was that one series where it was like a space race? What wacky races or space race? <gasps> was it called space race? There's a space race, which was basically wacky races in space. So sounds like a winner. Yeah. Did it have? Did it have like a bipolar character who was like the greatest of heroes, but then he would like turn into like a villain? Uh, I think so. I remember... Bird man! Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that just to break up the monotony? Yeah. Okay. Let's get back to Spider-Man. Oh, a secret. Uh, uh, let's get back to Spider-Man. Spider-Man... The Amazing Spider-Man 3. Which we won't be getting until probably 2018, 2019. What year was uh, ASM1? Uh, 2012. But you have to remember, we're getting Venom and Sinister Six in between Amazing Spider-Man 2 and 3. Yeah, I don't understand this Sinister Six plan of theirs, though, honestly. I don't either. I don't understand how you can make a movie without Spider-Man with the Sinister Six. Unless you're going to make it like one of those episodes of Power Rangers where it just focused on Rita Revolta for like the entire episode. And the I mean, Power Rangers. It sounds like if it's going to be a comedy, I guess that'll work. Yeah. Like, who are we going to root for in the Sinister Six movie? I, I that, see. I don't know. The only thing is I can think of. Is it going to be like of, a Tarantino flick, and it's just going to be about the intrigue and who's going to get shot at the end? The only thing I can think of is if they throw Venom on the Sinister Six, and you know he's helping them commit these crimes, and slowly, like whoever is Venom is regaining his consciousness and trying to fight against them and fight against Venom, like the Venom suit, initially taking it over at the end and becoming the hero. The hero he always knew he could be. Exactly. And then from that, going into the Venom movie, where Venom, you know, takes over for Spider-Man because Spider-Man is drunk or something. Well, then what was the point of the ending of the other movie? Like, if if they'd left it without that ending... You could totally see that like, happening. 
I yeah, I I kind of can agree with one reviewer who kind of feels like the endings and the setups aren't concurrent. Like he felt yeah. in the case of the first one that the whole um I have, you know, break up with you for your dad's sake thing didn't gel with all the breakups that were going on in this one. Yeah. He was like, why couldn't they have either started off still broken up from the last movie or not have broken up in that movie in the first place? Yeah, it's kind of weird, but so is... I also think that adolescence is very weird, and that's why they do it the way that they do it. If that makes any sense? Yeah. I mean, come on. But, like, if this one, if this one left off on a on a sad note, then you could see him maybe pulling a, a Dark Knight uh, Rises into the next one. But since they left it with, I'm going to punch Ryan on the face, we won't really yeah. buy it if it's like, I have trouble being Spider-Man. But that was also, like, five months later. So he had so to write. Saying they could set some stuff in those five months. Yeah. Maybe not Sinister Six, but they can definitely set up Venom within those five months. And maybe yeah, that- but if Venom showed up, Peter <clears throat> wouldn't have just sat around scratching his his growing in beard. Yeah. Venom might have called to action, you know. That's true. Because you, you specifically get the impression that the Rhino was. You know, Harry had a recovery phase also. Also? Uh, do you remember when Spider-Man left New York? When Spider-Man yeah. was asked to become the, uh, the Boston, uh, the, the official superhero of Boston? This is in the comics? Uh, it's, it, it was, like, a a very small arc and he goes and he just leaves for a little bit but it was a uh, it's also in the ultimate spider-man uh tv series this happens okay. uh so you know for all you know maybe spider-man is going to go also to england like he said he was going to do with uh with gwen you know, what, to maybe honor Gwen? to honor Gwen. Yeah, he decides that he's going to fight crime in England, and so you know, the Sinister Six takes over New York, or the Sinister Six doesn't have to be in New York. You know, they could you're, be. You're pulling. You're pulling Power Rangers complaints into this. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, let's be honest. Avengers only took place in New York because that's where Stark Tower was. It could have happened I, anywhere. Oh, all right. Keep it going a little bit closer on topic. Yeah. Um, I think that that is the one use case where these uh, universes in the movies being fragmented works for them. Yeah. Is in the case of um, the fact that all this stuff tends to happen like in New York. Yeah. Like when shit's go when shit's going down when Electro knocks out the New York power grid. If this was an MCU movie, there's no way you wouldn't be sitting there like, all right, Stark Tower just went out. What is Tony doing? Exactly. But since it's just Spider-Man, he's the only superhero in this universe. Uh, but, you know, there's other things that could be going on, too. You have to remember... Uh, so, the whole Iron Man 3 thing, right? Why aren't... Yeah. And they ta- started talking about it, like... Why aren't any of the other superheroes helping out Iron Man? 
uh, and they kind of go through this whole thing of, you know, oh, now they think Iron Man's dead, or, you know, why didn't they send Captain America after this guy? It's just like, oh, because, you know, Captain America has been running shield ops, and, you know, he can't really help. He can't get to Thor these places. Thor's back in Asgard. Yeah, Thor's back in Asgard. You know, uh, Hawkeye Bruce was counseling Tony. Yeah, Hawkeye is furiously masturbating somewhere. It's just shit that happens. <laughs> you don't think he and Natasha ever? Well, yeah, probably, but you know, then Cap came along, and Natasha is kind of hot for Cap now. But Cap friend zoned her. I know. Cap friend zoned it, like friend zoned everyone. Uh, even the star of our, th- our next uh, Marvel uh, in-canon series as well. Which will be Agent Carter coming next fall. Now, question. Yes? Is that Agent Peggy or Agent Sharon? That would be Agent Peggy Carter. It's going to be a... So uh, a prequel or interquel? Yeah. It's going to basically be the beginnings of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it's basically a spinoff of that one short... Exactly. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, it's probably going to intertwine a lot more with Shield, because spoilers now. Coulson is the director of Shield, so I'm guessing spoilers. what they're going to do is it's going to kind of be like its own show. Shield is like seriously super spy now, so spy that the government it serves doesn't even know that it's technically still around. Exactly. Which it was in the com- That's what it was in the comic books. So I'm not, you know, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I'm totally fine with S.H.I.E.L.D. being an underground organization that just watches over the metahumans in the in the world. I think it's funny because it almost feels like S.H.I.E.L.D. is learning from HYDRA. Everyone thinks S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been cut down, but you know what? Yeah. Cut off one head. <laughs> and Coulson grows back. Something like that. My mom, my mom keeps um, watching that show. And she's like, Coulson's a good shot, and he's a charismatic leader, but uh, what's with all this fist fighting he's suddenly good at? And I'm like, he's part Kree now! He's the next Captain Marvel! <laughs> uh, I keep on thinking the same thing. Like, I... <laughs> like, I was... like he's got super strength. Yeah, basically, like... which kind of pissed me off, too. So was they... Garrett turning into, like, super, super Deathlock? Kind of, yeah, like, uh... Almost like a Super Scroll Deathlock. And just when I was thinking, oh man, they can afford to pay him for another season? Splat. Yeah. Which, you know, Garrett is one of those characters that only did like a a minuscule four comic arc uh, in Elektra. So no one really gives a fuck. Yeah, exactly. It's not like Sitwell, who was like in (laughs) something like 500 fucking issues of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, and they ba- they basically pulled like a secret invasion on us. It was like you might as well said he was a scroll imposter. Exactly. You're just like what? sit well. Okay. Yeah. Then also Victoria Hand. I was totally expecting yeah. Victoria to be an LMD, but no. But I think we can also rule that there are clones in this universe too. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, no. That's why I was like, is this confirmation of LMDs on yeah. my Facebook? Patton Oswald came back not as Eric Caning, but as uh, Billy Caning. Using the exact same dialogue. Yeah. So 
So I think so I'm, I'm not... like it's got to be a. But that is, a, if you read the comics, that is a common thing. Yeah. An LMD at the various facilities. So I'm not sure if it's going to be LMD. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, the whole Skrull invasion. One of the key components of the Skrull invasion was Jarvis, which cannot happen until after uh, Asia, or after Avengers 2 Age of Ultron. Because, you know, that's uh, Avengers 2. Yeah, they keep is, saying, uh, I feel like have, the way they keep saying that it's not Jarvis is that thing where it's like, these guys are smart, just say no. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you had that one teaser where you literally see Iron Man's armor get hammered into Ultron. Yeah. But no, uh, it's not... Jarvis, I think, gets basically... I think all... Not... Yeah. I think Tony creates Ultron as a side Dude, project. I bet he's playing the Vision. I know. <laughs> I know. Here's, here's what I'm... He creates Ultron as a side project. Right. It infects Jarvis... Uh, and kind of makes Jarvis into the vision to, you know, attack or to infiltrate the Avengers and everything like that. The way that Ultron kind of did, you know, because Ultron created the vision. Uh, but oh, I have another theory. But since Jarvis, well, one second, since Jarvis is basically Tony, you know, he's AI that almost is emotional as well as intelligent. And that's what kind of... And is as much Iron Man as Iron Man. Exactly. Uh, so that's why the vision right there gets created and turns on Ultron. Which is actually pretty cool because in the comics, Vision usually has a human core for his brain. He was, you know, usually Wonder Man, but he's been others also. Yeah. So in this case, it'll be more like he could very well be Tony Stark. Yeah. So I kind of have a theory that I think the Vision will be like a response to Ultron. You think that? Maybe maybe Jarvis does get corrupted into Ultron, and Vision is what he becomes at the end if Tony's able to save him. Yeah. And or that Jarvis is corrupted and is Ultron, and to combat him. Tony's able to either make a Jarvis 2.0 or like a backup of Jarvis and he builds his own AI uh, you know his own Android I mean the only other thing I can think of is Mandarin makes an appearance real Mandarin because I know Ryan you have that was seated I yeah that's the I bought that movie after you told me about it yeah did you watch that I have have Thor 2 and I watched that sequence yeah and so there there is a Mandarin uh, the Mandarin is there. Yeah, so we don't... Uh, oh, Ryan, you're cutting out. I think you moved away from uh, your TV too far. I shot my earlier theory that Killian was sort of like the prime villain of the uh, all, all the movies because when they show the actual Ten Rings, they show the guy that captured uh, Tony. Yeah. So Killian... So Obadiah was doing business with the real Mandarin, not with Killian in the shadows. Yeah, they they uh they but they kill that guy, or yeah. But I think yeah, I think uh, since the Mandarin is an actual villain and not Trevor Slattery, uh, 
they could show they could bring in the Mandarin to be this force to be reckoned with, and maybe the Mandarin infects uh like Tony with Ultron. Maybe Ultron is the program, not the you know, not just this source of uh not this robotic source. I also think that uh well, we are living in a world where they can three D print a gun out of a camera. Yeah. I I also have a, a feeling that Tony is going to create some sort of mechanism that is going to help Bruce Banner maintain control of Hulk which gets infected and that's why we have to bust out the Hulkbuster armor for the rampaging Hulk because hmm. we don't talk we haven't talked about that uh, we got to see uh, the production uh, what do you call it like the storyboard pictures yeah. And production photo, not photos, but production uh, artwork of Hulkbuster armor, Iron Man uh, fighting the Hulk, which you know is going to be awesome. But yeah. <laughs> you know, at the end of Avengers and even Iron Man three, Bruce is in control, and you know Hulk kind of listens to Bruce for the most part, and Hulk knows that he's a good guy. So, the the I mean, think about um, Planet Hulk. Whole reason that happened is because they were like as well intentioned and in control as he can be. Sometimes, at some point, something always happens, and some city gets stomped through. Yeah. Which is another movie I'd really love to see. Planet Hulk, starring Mark Ruffalo. Yes. Just Mark Ruffalo is John Carter. Kind of, yeah. It would kind well, here's of, a question. If they do Planet Hulk and World War Hulk, yeah, do they have to alter the story so that he's shifting back and forth between form? Or do, the, do you do the whole thing in a very expressive Avatar-esque mocap Hulk? I think you do... In the comics, at that point, he discarded Banner and had just become the Hulk. Yeah, I think you do just mocap Hulk. So it's kind of like... I mean, I'm interested in seeing that sort of thing. Like, even with... They're, you know, they're filming the back-to-back the Avatar trilogy... You know, the two, three, and four, or they're going to start soon. Yeah. And I'm like, since Avatar one ended with Jake transferring into his avatar, that means you're going to have zero, um, zero human Jake. You know. Yeah. But there's going to be other humans and stuff. I'm sure. Yeah, but I was just thinking, um, like usually these movies do everything they can to. Whereas in a comic or in a novel or something, they might put a character in a certain mode. Yeah. No, I think they would actually. I I don't think they would do World War Hulk. Oh, yeah, World War Hulk as much. But I think they might be setting up for a Hulk movie in Phase Three. You don't think they would do one where the Hulk just wanted vengeance? No, I think that an Avengers movie where the Hulk was the villain. No. In his loincloth. Not and only if uh, they're going to have like, you know, you know how Thanos is kind of the mastermind of the whole thing. You yeah. Know, of all the Avengers stuff, and trying to get the Infinity Gauntlet and the Tesseract and the Loki Pokey Stick and all that. 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, I think what we would, what we may see, uh, end of Avengers two, is when we see it's kind of going to be like the Rhino scene at the end of Spider Man. Okay. Where we see, where that's when you know, Hulk goes crazy, and starts busting shit up. And Do you Iron Man. That'll be that'll be the stinger. That'll kind of be the stinger of, you know, Iron Man's got to take him down, and they decide to send off Bruce Banner and Hulk into outer space, and that's huh. when we're gonna get the the Planet Hulk movie. All right. That could also tie into any introductions of uh, Stephen Strange. Yeah. Uh, which I really. Everyone's talking about, you know, Stephen Strange is going to have, you know, it's going to be a Doctor Strange movie. It's going to be a Doctor Strange movie. I'd be yeah, perfectly, I'd be perfectly happy with Doctor Strange, basically, like Mark Ruffalo's character in Now You See Me. You know, at the end, just or kind of behind the scenes, kind of behind the scenes, you see him every once in a while, That's and then more at, his style anyway. Yeah, and then at the end of what do you call it? At the end of each of the uh, different Defenders miniseries, like at the end of Daredevil, like you just hear a voice and you're just like you know, I'm trying to, I see the you're trying to help people or something like that, and you you know you see Doctor Strange. He's the and he's the Nick Fury of. Yeah, the Nick Fury of. Phase like three, yeah. Well, not even phase three, like the of the of the uh, the TV phase. And so you know you have that, and then you have you'll have that, uh, and you know maybe he gives them a card, and Daredevils is in Braille. Uh, but you know it it all happens at Stephen Strange's mansion. You know that's where Defenders headquarters is anyway. Yeah. So, you know, I think you'll have that. And I don't think we're going to go back to New York. I think the Battle of New right. York is was it. And I think that's why the Defenders have to, like, kind of rise up. Because, you know, we haven't gone back to New York uh, since Avengers anyway. Like, uh, Cap 2 took place in Washington, D.C. most of the time. A little bit in New Jersey. Uh, then you had uh, Iron Man, which took place uh, everywhere except for New York. Yeah. Thor took place in London. Uh, and you have Guardians, which is taking place in outer space. Yeah, all good points. And, you know, so I don't... We don't even have to go back to New York, even though that's where... You know, Marvel has its mainstay. That's, that's kind of one of those things where it gets confusing, too, because you have to remember that. Because you think, like, X-Men movies and Spider-Man, like, oh, yeah, we've been to New York. Oh, wait, no, not in the MCU. Yeah, we've. the only time we've been there is when, you know, when the Chitauri attacked. When and, the Fire and, Nation attacked. Yeah, when the Fire Nation attacked. Everything and, changed. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the... We have to look forward to Zuko becoming a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's clearly next on the uh, in the pipeline. Something like that, yeah. Wow, we really switched gears better than any uh, Top Gear car. 
Last Airbender 2 confirmed. <laughs> uh, with that, also, uh, you know, Half-Life 3. Half-Life 3, Left 4 Dead uh, 2. Left 4 Dead 3. Or, yeah. We just played Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> Left 4 Dead 2 confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, with all that, you know... I'm just going to, let's leave this podcast with this one uh, thing. Uh, Just remember, Marvel, with great power comes lots of money. (laughs) With lots of money (laughs) comes great responsibility to your fans. Which they've been providing. Uh, I I haven't really seen a Marvel movie that I've hated, so... And, uh, so yeah, I think we should end this podcast because we got to start another one in a little bit. So, uh, yeah, guys, uh, just, uh, an added note I'm going to throw this one up on the Left 4 Dead Movie Club as well as, uh, the Left 4 Dead podcast. So look forward both there. And if you haven't heard the Left 4 Dead Movie Club, Go back, listen to some of our old uh, movie stuff. We're going to start doing the Left 4 Dead movie club again coming up this summer. Going to do it differently. We're going to do some new releases. Probably going to be just me and Ryan uh, talking about different movies that came out during the summer and just new releases. So, uh, yeah, and uh, shout-outs to uh, Northford Magic uh, in Northford. Go see them at the Northford corn and potato festival uh in july and uh edge tattoo in uh south windsor connecticut and uh yeah that's it for today and uh stay tuned for the left head podcast if you haven't already listened to this week's bye You just listened to a HyperWorks Network podcast. Don't you feel good about yourself now? No? Oh, sorry.